0: I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my journey as a international Bitcoin advocate. What is an international Bitcoin advocate? Um, funny story, I kind of made it up. Me and, me and a friend, you guys know, uh, one of the Ben's, uh, was in Jamaica and just kind of said, you know, what's my role here and what am I doing in Bitcoin? I'm, you know, advocating for international use of Bitcoin. Uh, so we just kind of made up a title. But anyway... Um, it's hard to say where that started. Uh, I guess it'll be just give you a quick rabbit hole story. Since half of you are probably wondering who am I, um, Jim kind of tell you a, a good introduction as to how we came around to become dirtbags or people that know each other in the family of bitcoiners. But um, mine evolved through seeing Bitcoin in 2013, um, not trusting it, thinking it was just drug use money, and then seeing it again in 2017, buying some, um, getting wrecked buying shit coins, and then learning for years about it because I was just kind of like a dog with a bone, like, what is this thing? Why, why did I just lose a bunch of money? So I took off my trader bro hat, put on my engineering hat, since I'm a, you know, classically trained and recovering from the school system engineer. Um, and then learned a lot of other tangential subjects to help me understand exactly what Bitcoin was with more precise clarity. So now I'm just another pleb, just trying to share knowledge, you know, spread the good vibes that sound money brings, because sound money brings good vibes in my opinion. Um, And then the reason I, I guess, became this international Bitcoin Advocate is because my parents always said I was born under a traveling star. Um, Life always took me to like very far corners of the earth, whether it was for school, uh, whether it was for traveling, for track and field, I used to do pole vault. If you guys know me on Twitter, my pole vault dream is my um, handle because I pole vaulted for probably half of my life, and uh, it took me uh, even work. For as doing consulting in you know my old slavery fiat job, I would travel all over the world uh, just consulting in technology in IT. So. You know, I learned a lot of different things. I was able to compare my own homeland, Jamaica, to many other climates, many other customs, many other cultures, many other cuisines. It's a lot of seas, And I'm being 100% unbiased and objective here when I say Jamaica is the best of them all. No, seriously, we're the best, we really are. Uh, so yeah, this is Kingston. Yep. And uh, I love my country, of course. You know, it's, I, I had on blinders at the time. I wanted to help myself. I wanted to, I wanted to use Bitcoin to first get rich. Obviously, that's what most people get in it for. But then I realized what, how we could help my country. So I wanted to help myself and help my country. It was like very, very narrow focused in terms of what the benefits are for Bitcoin, right? In the beginning, anyway. And um, yeah, I kind of thought while I was there that you know. Hold on a second. Yeah, I kind of thought that this is bigger than I think it is. The magnitude of what Bitcoin can bring—it um, was sinking in as I was, you know, learning more and, and seeing how it could help Jamaica. And I wanted it to help the, like, break the perpetual cycle of post-colonialism, colonialism, if you know what I mean, and the debt-based slavery that we are that we've been in. That I've seen my friends and my family in. Um, Jimmy Song talked about it being, you know, anti-civilization and it's literally slavery. And and I've seen decades of it through my life. So I had this naive dream that, you know, this unstoppable money, unforgeable money would be able to solve it all, right? I mean, fix the money, fix the world, right? That's what they say. So I figured it could fix Jamaica and I would be focused on that. So I I took Austrian economic courses from, say, Fidina Moose. I read books, articles. You guys know most of them. Jeff Booth etc and I also listened to Bitcoin Audible like a psychopath for months every single episode from the beginning and just set out starting to learn more tools and and build tools that I could use to to help my country to help Jamaica you know whether it was a remittance problem I was trying to solve or you know a transaction problem or you know get them from underneath these huge taxes that they're unfairly being charged you know import tax that kind of stuff Uh, So then I decided, okay, how can I figure this out by not recreating the wheel? I went down to Bitcoin Beach. You guys know about Bitcoin Beach, right, everybody? I see some Bitcoin Beach t-shirts in the audience. It's pretty cool. Um, I went down there, and it was just starting to gain escape velocity. It was starting to get pretty good. So watching them from afar for about a year or so, and then I flew down to check out what they were doing. And see how they're they're building their communities using open source software, which is the Bitcoin network and the Lightning network as a second layer. And I realized I think I said this last year too. Our homelands have a lot in common, like you know, similar poverty rates, similar corruption, similar huge remittance industry. Like most, like not most, but a huge portion of the GDP is remittance. Huge mobile phone adoption for a country that is um, not first world but also bad things like dependence on the US dollar, state corruption, the list goes on, in terms of you know very similar things that could be fixed by using the same um, method of community growth and circular economies that Bitcoin Beach is doing. So I'm like, yeah, I wanna do that in Jamaica for sure. Uh, but then I also realized that Jamaica is far from the only, Jamaica and El Salvador are far from the only countries that are facing this problem in one way or another. Like. Just in that region alone, we're talking about countries like Nicaragua, Guatemala, Argentina, Peru, Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela. I mean, they're all facing some kind of problem that, that you know, is stemmed from fiat money, that is stemmed from this ever-shrinking value of measurement that everybody's using and acting like it's, it's not shrinking. <clears throat> so that's more of bitcoin beach that's the pupusas down there you guys definitely should try pupusas if you haven't but yeah um each of these geographic locations were were i've realized more and more that these places have very similar problems and and it wasn't it wasn't a very happy and enjoyable thing to realize when you see the, how fucked up the world is Um, And that's not just in South America, I'm talking Turkey, Greece, Lebanon, Togo, Togo, Senegal, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, China, Korea, I mean Sri Sri Lanka just the other day. Like this is widespread. Like if you step back and look at it, it's the whole world that is having these problems. And also in the highly regarded countries too, USA, Canada, Australia, these are big countries, right? and they're having the same issues falling apart at the seams because they're trying to use the same shrinking measuring stick, the US petrodollar, and acting like it's not shrinking. Acting like, oh yeah, I'll just measure this today and measure it tomorrow, and it's the same stick. No, it's, you're not using the same thing. It's inflating on you, under your feet. So I was all like, laser-focused on helping the world now. Like, I went from helping myself to, yeah, I'm going to help my country. Oh, no, I can help it. the world. I'm going to talk about this shot from the mountaintops started a podcast called One Love Bitcoin. Um, shout out to Swan and Corey for pushing me to start that. I talked to people from all over the world, um, seeing how I can you know, share their culture, share their problems and share their solutions if you're using Bitcoin with everyone that's watching it. right? And I'm thinking how awesome that would be that people could understand the negative impacts that, that fiat money is having. And <clears throat> these people were telling me different stories that were moving like you know i cried a couple of times people were being hurt people were being tortured people were being oppressed subjugated like real stories of of people suffering and it, it felt like bitcoin could fix this right i'm like wait a second why, why is this happening because some pedo tyrant has the ability to take all this money that's been printed and, and use the an army to, to force people into slavery that doesn't make any sense to me it shouldn't make any sense to anyone in this room I also attended the Oslo Freedom Forum. Uh, that was pretty eye-opening in terms of you know people concentrating the 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 the, the um activism and the dissidents that, that were able to tell their stories. It was it was rough, like you know going from a happy-go-lucky Jamaican that just wants to spread good vibes about Bitcoin to. Holy fuck, this place is, is really bad and everybody's everybody's um suffering but a lot of people aren't talking about it and people are being silenced for trying to talk about it. The world is is not not very um, bright without Bitcoin sometimes. So, you know, I was I felt like I was blind before and, and just caring about myself or my people, not understanding that the world is fighting this big fight and we all have this final boss, you know, called fiat, Or the central bank of central banks that we're all fighting. So I wanted to fight back. I said, We have Bitcoin, let's fight back, you know? Let's pull some nerdy, cool running style, brave heart, run into the battle and, you know, with the, my own node and my own sats and, you know, say, This is my fuck you money, so fuck you, we're all free of your chains. Oh, the ignorance of youth. So. You know, I'm going to repeat this prayer. You guys mostly know it, which is uh, a little bit changed for my own purposes. But Jah Rastafari the most, I and I, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. And the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I personally am not equipped to fight these three letter agencies or these central banks or central banks or the GIS or the IMF or the whoever you want to, you know, put a label on their names. None of us really are by ourselves. None of us really are equipped to fight them. But we can channel that anger or that energy, because anger is just energy, right, in a certain form. We can channel that energy in a productive way. We can, like, you know, take nature as our example, mycelium is a network where each cell has its own you know fully sovereign set of of tools to live, to survive on its own, but it channels, it routes energy in the most efficient path to make this beautiful organism that's been alive longer than anything we know on this world. And we can channel it the same way where we build ourselves up, you know we be as productive as we can be, of course with the help of some magic internet money, to help us channel that that um, energy in the best way we can channel it. So, I've kind of always known what I'm good at. And, you know, just trying to figure out how to, how to help myself and in turn help people that are around me and my homeland and in turn help the world just because I'm helping myself. It's like a selfish thing that I'm doing, but it's in turn doing everything else that I've realized you know, I want to do, and everything else that everyone else wants to do, too. So, um, where am I on this thing? I'm going to be sliding through a lot of these pictures. It's just places I've been, or places that have Bitcoin-like communities, and uh, some of them are really cool, so I'm going to kind of talk through them. But before I do that, I'm just what I was doing is just continuing to travel from that point forward. I kind of realized that I can't do it all, but I can do what I can do. And I can just travel, learn, teach, build. And I travel to places like, you know, like I said, Bitcoin Beach, Amsterdam, Ukraine. Um, where else? Jamaica, of course. Brazil, Mexico. Let's see what else we got in here. We got, this is Brazil. a really cool place. They're doing Bitcoin Praia down there which is like a Bitcoin beach type of thing, but it's um, Portuguese uh, nonprofit that is helping the community down there. This is Uvita in Costa Rica. If you guys have heard of Bitcoin Jungle, awesome place. Um, there's, you know, have a lot of circular economy stuff going on there too. Uh, Guadalajara, which uh, a bunch of dirtbags and me were down there in Mexico, just you know doing uh, hackathons and workshops and having fun and just you know live, like, trying to live that nomadic life. Kiev, and I went there before all the shit hit the fan. Um, there's bitcoiners there too. Like you know, you you think that these places are far and foreign, but you're gonna find people just like you that are that are that just want to be left alone. You know, the state hates them too. Mausole Bay in South Africa, they're building Bitcoin. Esaki, if you've heard about it there, Bitcoin Bay in English. And they're doing amazing things as well. Uh, Arnhem in Amsterdam, that's that's even before Bitcoin Beach. Arnhem was around Bitcoin City. And they were doing circular economies there as well. And they still are. I shouldn't say they... Matter of fact, a good story about that one. Um, I was walking around in Arnhem and I wanted some coffee. I just woke up and started walking around and wanted coffee. I stopped at a place... And the guy was like, yeah, we accept lightning. Um, just take out your phone and you know, scan it. And I said, shit, I left my phone. And I left my wallet. How, <laughs> what am I going to do? I think I had my other travel phone, like my burner phone, but it didn't have any Bitcoin or anything on it. So I, <laughs> I said, okay, I still want a coffee. How can I do this? Oh, shit, you have a lightning invoice. I just texted TT and said, hey, can you pay this lightning invoice for me? <laughs> Boom, paid it, got the coffee, walked away. That's the power, right? So um, Bitcoin City is still going on. Um, there is, oh, Bitcoin Lake or Lago Bitcoin, I think they're in Guatemala. They're doing bio waste um, for, for Bitcoin. Like they're, they're basically using the methane as a revenue stream to mine Bitcoin and, and provide revenue for, for the community. That's pretty cool. Uh, what else? Well, who else do we have down there? There's so many of them. Um, and uh, and they're gonna keep on building. There's Rancho San Satoshi, that's gonna be Mexico. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about that, Jim. But <laughs> they're, they're building their own thing down there. Um, and then there's a bunch of other projects that are very similar. Like there's proof of resilience in Zimbabwe. You guys know about Zimbabwe and their currency. Um, there's built with Bitcoin all across Africa that Ray and Paxful and Yosef are doing. There's Motive in Peru. There's, I don't even know how to say this one in Germany, but there's one in Germany. You, I, I'm not gonna try to say it. Uh, <laughs> there's Bitcoin Grove in Miami, Bitcoin Park in Nashville, Bitcoin Commons here. Shout out to Unchained and Bitcoin Commons and everything that they're doing. And um, you know, you can have one in your city. Like This is something that's happening organically everywhere. And they're mostly non-profit. These aren't businesses trying to start up or some company or some CEO trying to make this happen. These are just people in the streets, in the communities, trying to improve their situation using Bitcoin and it, it, it organically grows that way. So has anybody here been to any of these communities? Or I would love to hear stories about them. So you know, if you feel like coming up or talking about them during the Q&A, please do. Because uh, I haven't been to them all and I, you know, I can't go everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, these kind of communities kind of keep um, or, organically coming, and people, tr- eventually, I think these, these communities are going to start trading with each other, right, as they grow. And then you're going to have these pockets that are growing and creating networks between each other. It, it sounds similar, right? It sounds like mycelium, like the lightning network. I feel like that's going to happen with communities. Like We're going to have a network of communities. And um, that makes me pretty excited. So. I said with naivete and a lot of excitement when I started this, fix the money, fix the world. But I I probably should have really said in the beginning, fix my money, fix me. You know, that Bitcoin changes you. But now I really use that phrase with a lot more humility and a lot more purpose when I say, you know, we are fixing the money. And that is fixing the world as we go along. So I'm going to talk about, um, a couple things that I like. Uh, it's the first thing is something called Stable Sats, and uh, a company called Galloway Money. If you know them, they build the Bitcoin Beach wallet, and this is one of the most amazing things that I have seen for communities that, I, that you care about, that I care about, because you know some people are just living day to day they can't just save bitcoin and hope it goes up or save bitcoin to to free themselves from the state they have to pay their rent or they have to buy food for their family that day so even though they want to buy bitcoin and hold it they probably want to try and have some of it in a stable form but not not necessarily on fiat rails not necessarily in the banking system stable allows you to hold bitcoin lightning on your Bitcoin Beach wallet, but it it, um, I don't want to talk about the technical details. You can definitely look at the code, it's open source, and they'll tell you all about it if you ask, but it holds the value of your USD. So if, if the price of Bitcoin goes up or down, you don't feel that volatility. It kills the volatility for you, so you can hold a certain amount in Satoshis, but the price of USD will stay the same while the Satoshis go up and down. On the other side, it's one button to flip it, and you can hold in Satoshis, but the price, but your Bitcoin stays the same, and the USD goes up and down. It's a really cool thing that you'd want to have if you have, like, an you know, urgent bill you need to pay, and, you, and you, you can't afford for Bitcoin to lose 20% of its value in the next week. And that is the case for a lot of people in communities that need it, like in El Salvador, in Jamaica, in, in almost every country. To be In the U.S. here, in underbanked places in the U.S., like Jack was saying earlier. And there's a lot of alternatives that are probably going to be doing something similar. Um, strike, Breeze, Moon, BitRefill, Pax, you name it. Like, this is something that you know, can be built in almost every wallet. And then... Um, I'm being productive. I'm trying to make sure that I am as productive as possible so I can help this network. And that is working for Start9 as well. We build sovereign personal computing for everyone in here. If you want it, just push one button and install Bitcoin Core, install Lightning, install whatever you want, NextCloud. You can do that without any kind of coding knowledge or, or command line knowledge. So I'm really excited of, about what they're building And um, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the phrase is always going to be the same, fix the money, fix the world. And I feel like after traveling the world and realizing that we are fixing it, it means a lot more to me. So thanks for listening. If you got Q&A, let me know. Um, any questions, you can just come up to the front here. Or if you have any any quick stories about a Bitcoin community you've been to or had any circular economy um, experience, let me know too or tell people. What's the story of the Soviet tank? In Kiev? Oh, they, they, let, they let me pay to ride the Soviet tank in Bitcoin. It was like a, a T-40, I think they called it. Yeah, and, and the, the picture is the guy in the front paying in Bitcoin while I jumped in the top and was like messing with the guns and stuff. It was pretty cool. I mean, it, it felt cool at the time until, you know, war started. Then I'm like, oh, that probably wasn't cool. But, yeah, it was fun, though. Any other questions? All right. I guess I'll give it back to Gary then. Thanks everybody for listening to me. One love.